Indeed, indeed. Let's get back into it. This is Living by the Word Ministries. Uh, presentation of the Bible Information Brokers. We want to answer your question about the Bible, about life, about anything that's going on from a biblical perspective. So take that opportunity to give us a call at one 888 talks one 888 Or go to our website at BibleInfoBrokers.com. And while you're there, you can send us a question by email, navigate through our website, check out the various uh, resources that we have, and also even go to our Facebook page and send a question by that method as well. We want to receive them all those various ways right now. We'll start getting more fancier with all that Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that as we progress ourselves. But listen, we want to go back. Brian does, myself, Professor, and Eric's ready to receive your phone calls. Let me give you the number again, one uh, la talks one 888 uh, PCH and Brian, I want to get back into the idea of what we were talking about before, Craig. We went to the break about, about the giving and about the ministry, uh, the various ministries that we do, in particular the one you're doing. This time is already um, you know, taken care of by the, another organization, but what we do want to do, folks, is like anybody else, uh, get savings going on so we can spend more time answering questions and developing various resources to be able to provide you with answers, to provide you with opportunity and resources to be able to get your questions answered and dealt with in the spiritual war that we're battling as Christians. Uh, you, uh, Like Vivian called with a, a dear friend who was very instrumental, a nurse friend. We're all going to go through various things in life where we have people who don't necessarily believe like we believe. And we want to be able to provide you with answers to um, talk with those people, talk with them in a way that's not only intelligent, but also wise, because everybody has different situations. My situation is different from yours for the people I hang with, uh, Brian's, Craig, Eric's, and everyone. So we want to give you the information. We want to give you, provide you opportunity to not only get that information, but to participate in giving so that you can help us provide the information. Because listen, Consider us soldiers. Consider us soldiers on the battlefield of the spiritual war. And do you really want the soldiers to have to provide for themselves to be able to fight? Well, this is your perfect opportunity. And Brian's going to let you know right now as Craig finishes his, um, his dialogue, uh, not dialogue, but his, um, his talk to you about uh, what he's going to be doing, what he's going to be doing in the future. And I, I'm requesting that we start developing like a savings account so that we don't have to come to you at the last minute and then do that so that we can have those funds ready to be able to do not only what Craig is doing, but what Brian has going, myself, and various things. And we'll let you know as they come up and we start posting them even more so on the Facebook page and things like that. So, PCH, once you go ahead and finish your talk, and then Brian's going to give information on how people can actually participate in the actual giving. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Daryl. So, again, um, this trip dealing with uh, human rights and, and, and uh, human trafficking, uh, a big issue. Uh, actually, I'm going to be in Cambodia, Phnom Penh, uh, uh, mainly. But Siem Reap is also, unfortunately, a big center for this stuff. And then we'll be in Thailand as well, Malaysia. But at any rate, um, so we work a lot with ministries and actually government organizations and whatnot, and we take students over there to help educate them and give them a heart and a passion for this. You know, I could talk about this, Daryl, but to be honest, until you're propositioned by a 10-year-old girl or something, it's really kind of hard to understand this, how prevalent this stuff is and just how uh, extensive it is. And, and it's just, anyways, it's just heartbreaking. Um but anyways, most of the really good work over there is done by NGOs, by ministries, non-government organizations, 
and they not only share the gospel, but they take them in, they give them a place to live, they teach them a skill. So you say, you know, don't be involved in sex trafficking and prostitution. Well, okay, how do I make a living? And especially when they've already been doing this and they've been stigmatized by it. So how do you help them? And so these organizations like Daughters of Cambodia and others that we work with uh, and interact with, they do a phenomenal job of giving them training, whether it's, for example, in the because of tourism is such a big issue for help running hotels to uh, to meals, you know, culinary skills and or uh, other, you know, skills that are marketable skills so they can make a living. And many of them employ them and make clothing and whatnot to help support their ministries, and they pay them a fit what's called fair trade. It's, they give them a way above average salary. Um, they give them medical uh, tr- uh, care and uh, education and for the children and daycare. So, anyways, that's what we're involved in. And they also need legal counsel. They often get into beefs with the government. The government doesn't want to give somebody a work visa. Well, if the, if they have this person start working in the ministry, uh, not only will they be kicked out of the country, the whole ministry, in fact, can be mm. and will be mm. shut down. So there's this, all these dynamics. So we're involved in this. And it's really about, I would argue, the full implications of the glorious gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, of seeing people come to Christ, but also helping them to a lifestyle that is pleasing to God, but giving them life skills or where they can really, you know, get out of this, because otherwise, what, they're going to go back into it. There's all this family pressure issues and other things involved. So, anyway, this is a big part of what, what we do on this trip, and we deal with uh, government officials and uh, a number of things, but one of my biggest thrusts is to support the ministries that are doing these phenomenal jobs over there. So, at any rate, Daryl, you mentioned the other thing. I want to go back to that quickly. I was just in India and Myanmar a month or two, two months ago, um, and yeah, they want me to come back, but there's, there's some financial constraints there. I mean, it costs, it's fun. You know, we don't charge them, of course, and we typically pay for their... Last time we trained almost 30 Christian leaders just in the one session, just in the one with, from the folks from Myanmar, their pastors and leaders from Myanmar. But we paid for their travel expenses, we paid for their lodging, uh, you know, and of course the training was free. And so, anyways, there's a number of expenses and roadblocks. If people want to donate towards that, then they can do just that. But my expenses uh, and uh, of, of whatnot are paid for by the university uh, that I work for, a Christian organization that I work for, and uh, taking these students over there. So at any rate, but yeah, but there are related things, Daryl, definitely, that those funds would go towards. So that's what I'll be up to, and I appreciate people's prayer. I plan on being on the program next week, but then the following two weeks, I will be uh, in, at least we may be going to other countries, but right now we are scheduled to be in definitely Cambodia, but also Thailand and Malaysia. And if you don't know, uh, Cambodia has been the world center for Mm. not just human trafficking, trafficking of children. And I mean as young as seven, sometimes five years old. Uh, And uh, again, maybe I'll do some uh, talk about this sometime, but it's, I'm not talking about a few isolated cases. I'm talking about uh, an unreal um, extent of this. And uh, again, uh, Cambodia a number of years ago passed up Thailand, which was known for this Thailand, particularly in the south. Uh, much of it run by the Russian mafia and Phuket and other places. Uh, just prostitution and, ch- and child prostitution is just uh, incredibly, uh, it's all over the place. Yes, it is. Even, yeah. even, even in the United States, not as quiet yeah. as it's kept. It's, unfortunately, it's kept too quiet. And Greg, we would love to have you come back and talk about that even, uh, maybe open up a broadcast with that um, uh, real soon. 
Let's put it that way. Uh, mm -hmm. Brian, would you be so kind as to let people know how they can give, and then we're going to get back into these phone calls and uh, the precious yeah. message that we have every week for people. Yeah, and of course, and we do need to say this quickly, we, we need people to help pay the, the expenses. Uh, not, we don't get a salary. Right, right. Uh, but but for, the, for the radio expenses and broadcasting expenses, you know, end of the year, it's a great time to get the tax write-off mm -hmm. and to help support the ministry and make this possible. Exactly. Thanks so much, Greg. And, uh, right, I'm not hearing you as as clear. Uh, Go ahead. Can you hear me now? No, I can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, sorry about that. Um, no, you're so right, Craig. We we definitely need to uh, hear from our listening audience. I mean, what what a great time! The end of the year, uh, you do get a tax deduction, and guess what? It's the time to give, and so uh, we're going to ask that you guys open up your hearts. And uh, really pray about giving to this ministry this time of the year because, one, it has slowed down a lot. Uh, two, uh, we definitely need to hear from you to keep these radio expenses uh, in check. And uh, you can do it a couple ways. You can go to our website. Go to BibleInfoBrokers.com, BibleInfoBrokers.com. Click on the link that says Support This Ministry, and you can give right online. And so, again, we definitely do need to hear from you uh, because the giving has gone down in the past uh, two months. Uh, it's, it's, it happens this time of the year. So, um, <clears throat> so again, you can, you can give that way. You can also uh, you can send us a check or money order, cash a check, however you want to do it. But you can mail it to uh, BIB-LBTW. That's at P.O. Box 90477, Los Angeles, California, 9009. I'm going to give it to you one more time. That's P.O. Box 90477, Los Angeles, California, 90009. So please, if uh, you believe in what we're doing, stand with us and, uh, and, and support us. Continue to pray for us but at the same time financially uh, support this ministry so we can continue to answer your Bible questions week in and week out. really appreciate that. PCH, before we go back to the phone calls, I'm just going to let the people know if you're calling in and you have a question, we have some dynamic questions that's coming up for you, but uh, I want to give you an opportunity to call in. Like I said, one triple eight la talks is the number, one triple eight five two eight two five five seven. Our BibleInfoBrokers.com. You can go to our website and send us an email question or even navigate to our Facebook page as well. Brian, you trying to say something else? Uh, yeah, I do want to say, um, you know, we have a brother going into surgery right. uh, uh, next, earlier, ne yeah. next week, Tuesday. Mm -hmm. I was a part of our team. And, uh, the, and so I would definitely ask that you would keep him in prayer tonight. Uh, Monday night, and uh, again, his surgery's on Tuesday. So, I really appreciate that. Man. Yeah, just, just, just remember him. Just remember, uh, uh, brother Daryl, big brother Daryl with the Y. Just remember that in prayer. Um, so, uh, Brian and Craig, we have some questions coming up, uh, asking about Jehovah Witnesses and asking about Ethan Orthodox, and it's right around the the question about salvation. We also have a questions coming up about the uh, the Lord's Prayer, and is it being tweaked by the Pope? And what is about that? We're going to be dealing with that, not your, you know, about hardening of the heart and the explanation on that. But Craig, this whole heart issue, not the one that pumps, not the one that um, you know surgery is uh, had upon. But the, the heart of the issue, I mean, excuse the pun, well, pun is intended on this particular time, but the heart of the issue of all of us that's going to have to deal with this issue, the salvation issue, the issue of uh, sin and how is it dealt with, uh, whether you want to believe it's real or not, or believe that you know you have the volition and the freedom to do whatever you want to do in life, and then after that we just go into the energies or whatever, listen, 
we have a particular belief system we want to share with you, and we'd be remiss if we didn't share it. God forbid that if we did not share the gospel message of Jesus Christ, especially during this time. PCH, can you please honor the listening audience with that message? For sure. Thanks, Daryl. Indeed, the greatest privilege I believe I've offered to do that. And, you know, we've been talking about a lot of heavy things tonight, and I think of Vivian talking about the passing of her husband about two years ago. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's reality. We were talking earlier about getting older and... Um, I just had a cousin who passed away, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I you know, we people here and there, but you know, to be honest, the three of us are getting up to the age where people start passing away on a regular basis. Uh, friends of ours, that is. I mean, of course, if people are passing away every day, obviously, but I mean, friends of ours and colleagues and people we grew up with and associates and colleagues we've known for years, and it becomes a, a normal part of life. In quotes, well, in one sense, it's not normal. Death has has intruded into this world. Uh, there is the reality, though, of death, and not just of death in general, but of our own death, your death. Uh, that is the audience, each and every individual, one per customer. Death and taxes, two things you will not avoid, and, and definitely the death, should the Lord tarry. Um, and it's a question about being right with God, and, and we're not right with God because of our works, contrary to what many religions and isms say, as they say that you're either divine and don't realize that, or you can develop that potential, or that potentiality become such, or at least you, for your works, will earn or merit heaven or fellowship with God. And with all due respect, none of those are true. Uh, we are not going to become angels or God or gods, or goddesses, for that matter. Uh, we cannot save ourselves. Our works do not save us. But God is good and gracious. Indeed, the time we're celebrating is indeed the sending of Christ. That's literally what Christmas means from Latin, literally the sending of the Christ, of Christ. The sending for what? Uh, because we are all suffering from the terminal disease of SIN. We all, Daryl, as you were basically talking about, have that heart condition that we all need a heart transplant. So not just our brother Daryl having some serious heart issues and needing heart surgery, but we, all of us spiritually, uh, as far as the sin issue, SIN, the ultimate disease, we need the heart transplant. And God has promised to give us a new heart. We're not talking a New Year's resolution, turning over a new leaf or what have you, trying harder, what have you, to be a better person. This is a radical renunciation of self. It's a radical realization that <laughs> I'm not perfect, and if that's God's standard, I'm not going to heaven. And the reality is none of us, by our efforts, by our works, no matter what, how many good works you have, they're not enough because God's standard is perfection. You know, I'm in the process of grading finals right now, and you know, someone's going to get the highest grade in the class, if you will, uh, but hardly ever does anybody, well, they don't think they don't get 100, you know, that just doesn't happen. And also more in life, none of us get 100 on the exam of life. We all have messed up. Some may do much better than others, but others are not the standard God is. So for this issue alone, let alone the issue of fulfillment, of contentment, of significance, of purpose, of not getting to the end of your life and going, wow, what did I do? What, was it worth it? What did I really, you know, contribute anything, any significance? Did I make my life count? Oh, to have your life count, but to experience fulfillment, contentment. Indeed, the Bible says joy, peace, and righteousness, that triad, if you will. Let alone for the eternal issue of being separated from God because of our sins, because of our transgressions. One wants to be right with God. and but I mean, it's always a good day. Every day is a good day uh, to, to get right with God, but particularly at Christmas time when we do celebrate the coming of Christ and the gift of God, of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to us. 
what a great time to trust in Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, to receive his gift to you, the ultimate gift. Oh, it costs a lot. It costs him everything. Mm. It costs you nothing. It's a gift. It's freely given to you, and that is salvation, which just means deliverance. Deliverance from what awaits you and the vain, shallow, empty, ultimately meaningless and purposeless life. You may try to give it a purpose, but it's just your own attempt. The real purpose is to know God, to love God and enjoy Him, uh, to glorify Him and enjoy Him forever, uh, if you will, as one of the creeds, uh, uh, confessions, I should say, says, and rightly so. So to the point, folks, I know I'm talking, I'm getting long-winded here, but the point is, it's time to get right with God. It's time to come home. It's time to trust in Christ as your Lord and Savior, or come back to Christ if you've walked away from Him. If you've wandered away, it's time to get right with God and receive His gift of forgiveness, receive His mercy, receive His kindness. I love the word in Hebrew, hesed, loving kindness, Mm -hmm. one of the translations for that term. It's not just kindness, it's this loving kindness. It's this lavish love that God pours out upon us. Receive God's gift of forgiveness. But let me not leave it there. I have to tell you the whole truth, the whole counsel, just like a, a, a medical doctor would. And that is, if you don't get the surgery, if you don't get help, you will die. And you will, and by that I mean not just physical death, but the second death, eternal separation from God. God is holy. God is righteous. And he's not to be trifled with. Never confuse God's kindness and grace and mercy with weakness or that God will somehow excuse or overlook your sins, your iniquity, your failures. Don't bank on that, my friend. That is one bet you do not want to make. Because, as we often say, and rightly so, eternity is too long to be wrong. Indeed, life is here now to be lived to the fullest. Not an easy life, but life to its fullness, its richness, and what it was intended to be, and that is only found in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And that is God's gift to you. Receive it at this time of Christmas. And pass from death to life right here, right now, by trusting in Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Amen and amen. No greater words can ever be said on this broadcast or any broadcast that claims to be Christian. That is our focal point. That's what we were even telling Vivian to focus on the major, uh, and the major is Christ and him crucified and the resurrected and blessed hope that we have. Thank you, Pavit Series. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, you can join in on the broadcast. Brian Allen, Professor Craig Hawkins, BCH. My name is Daryl Easy D. Fulton. Eric is ready to receive your phone call at one triple eight LA Talks. One triple eight five two eight two five five seven or go to our website. Send us an email question. We'd love to receive them that way as well at Bibleinfobrokers.com. But let's uh keep with that theme, uh, Craig of uh, salvation and let's see with uh Patrick has to ask about um, his question uh, from Los Angeles. Patrick, thanks for joining us. Uh, yes, hello. Uh, thank you for your time. Uh, my question is, uh, are Jehovah's Witnesses saved? Because uh, my mom's a Jehovah's Witness, and uh, I also have a friend uh, that I uh, I asked him what it says in chapter nine, uh, in Romans chapter 10, 9, mm-hmm. that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Hello? Yes, sir. Yeah. We're with you. Yeah. Oh, We're with you, Patrick. I thought I, thought I had turned my radio no, off. No, no, no. No, no, do turn your radio uh, off. Okay. Yeah, turn your radio <laughs> down, Patrick. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, uh, so what happened is, uh, and my friend, too, he confessed. He says that he believes in Jesus, that, uh, that Jesus died for him, that, that uh, uh, let me see, that he's the son of God, and uh, and he confessed him. So uh, is he saved, or, or according to the scriptures, is he saved, or is he not? Here, here, here's the problem, Patrick, with with the Jehovah Witnesses is that, uh, and, and this is where 
you know, when, when you talk to them, you, you got to take that one extra step and ask them that one extra question because they will say they believe in Jesus, but uh, you have to ask them, who is Jesus? Okay, because uh, they do not believe that uh, Jesus is God. They don't believe that he's divine. Uh, they believe he's the, um, uh, he's Michael the Archangel. He becomes Michael the Archangel. And so what we have is we have um, we have Jehovah Witnesses um, <clears throat> believing uh, something uh, that is not uh, bib- uh, cre- uh, biblical Christianity. And so if you have the wrong Jesus, then uh, they're not going to be saved. Uh, you know, only, you know. Obviously, only God knows the heart. But if if someone believes in the wrong Jesus. And which is a true essential of the Christian faith, then um, they're, 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 they don't believe uh, in God. And I would have to say, in, in that scenario, that that individual wouldn't would not be saved, because they do need to know the right Jesus, the Jesus that died for them on the cross, the Jesus that you know Professor Hawkins just talked about, the second person of the Trinity. They deny the Trinity. They deny salvation uh, by grace alone, through faith alone. They deny uh, the, uh, uh, the deity of Christ. So all these essentials that are taught uh, in the Christian faith, in the Bible, they deny those things. And so that's where the problem comes in, where I would have to say that uh, they would not be saved. Okay. Okay. Craig, you want to add to that? Can I ask another question? Well, let, let the professor comment on what Brian just oh. said, and then uh, we see if we can get you another question in there, Patrick. Okay. Right, so as Brian well said, so <clears throat> you do find Jehovah's Witnesses who have some Orthodox theology, but it's it's in spite of, not because of the Watchtower. They got that somewhere else, and many times they're former Christians or Christians who are confused and get involved in the Watchtower for a number of reasons. And so they have this theology that is correct, but it's not... It, the two issues, it's not because of the Watchtower. Indeed, the Watchtower teaches the opposite of it. Uh, but so they, they, it's a carryover from something they got somewhere else, let's say at an Orthodox church or what have you. Uh, and, and Brian well said, then, you know, it's not just enough to they say Jesus. It's, it's not just the letters or the name Jesus. It's the person. And Jesus is very clear, if you don't believe that I am, and he's alluding to the great name of God in Exodus 3.14, he says this in John 8.24, he says you'll die in your sin. So it's not just having the name Jesus on your lips, it's the right Jesus, a personal relationship. Remember, of course, Patrick, in, in Matthew 7, Jesus talks about that there are going to be those who say, you know, uh, claim to know him. Lord, Lord, we even did, you know, wonderful, wondrous works in your name. But he says, I never knew you. And in there, the idea of knowing is not that he didn't know who, literally that they existed, but that he has no relationship with them. They claim relationship with him, but not he with them. Because it's, as Paul warns us in 2 Corinthians 11, it's another Jesus, another gospel, another spirit. In other words, a, a counterfeit. And so, yeah, we don't say this lightly, flippantly, or to be mean-spirited, but speaking the truth, we pray in love. The Jesus they believe in and what they believe in, and there are four things they have to do to earn or merit eternal life, uh, which is works righteousness, is not the gospel. And their Jesus is, in this case, not the spirit of brother of Lucifer, as in Mormonism, but they believe he's Michael the Archangel. He's a divine-like being, but he's not Almighty God. Uh, but there's a point. Their God cannot, does not save anyone. Anyways, so your other question, comment, Patrick? Yes. Uh, 
I, I wanted to know if the because uh, I was reading the book uh, by Andrew Murray, and uh, he's saying that uh, Jesus, that the Holy Spirit is Jesus. Uh, so is the Holy Spirit Jesus, or yeah, that's and, and no. See the Holy Spirit in heaven. He means well, but that's confused. If that's what he's saying there, that's confused. Well, uh, something like that. I'm not. Uh, I can't say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes the Holy, Spirit, no, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Well, the Holy Spirit in the Bible is referred to as the Spirit of Jesus. It's not that he is Jesus, but he ministers, he testifies. See, he's the one who draws us to Jesus. He shows us who Jesus is and of our need for him. So, for example, in John 16, 8 through 11, he convicts the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. So, it, it just it, we got to be careful, and I'd have to look at Murray in context, if he's saying that, or if he's just saying, referring to him as the Spirit of Christ, or the Spirit of Jesus, which... Those are biblical phrases, because he testifies of Christ. He enables us, he, the Holy Spirit, is the one who enables us to believe in Jesus. He's the one who convicts us of our need of him. And so in that sense, he is the Spirit of Christ. But he's not literally Jesus Christ any more than he's the Father either, even though he's sent by the Father as well. So, yeah, that's just, we just want to, uh, I'd have to look at Murray and see if that's what he says, or just you're just coming across the phrase, the Spirit of Christ, or the Spirit of Jesus. And he is that, but only in the sense of he testifies to Jesus. He teaches us, indeed, he teaches us about Jesus, and enables us to embrace the teaching of the Bible about Christ and our need for him. Patrick, okay. I hope that's helpful to you, brother. Will I see the Holy Spirit in heaven? And that's the last What's that? Well, he, he wants to know, what do you see the Holy Spirit in heaven? I'm sorry, I'm getting some feedback. No, the, the question was, will he see the Holy Spirit in heaven? And the answer would be... I don't be, know how you're going to see him, but it, we, in some sense you're going to experience him, yes. for lack of a better term. And you will be able to identify him, and specifically him, in, in contradistinction to Jesus and the Father. Uh, they all are the one God, uh, but, but, the, but the Father is not Jesus, Jesus is not the Spirit, and so on and so forth. So you're going to experience him in some radical sense, you bet. Uh, again, how that's going to uh, tr- transpire, I'll be there with you, Patrick, waiting to see how that <laughs> happens. But just like with Vivian, I can't wait to see what God has in store for us, and the biggest part of that will be God himself and fellowship with him, the one true triune God, Father, Son, you know, Patrick, I, I did a paper on the Trinity, and it's up on our website, and uh, and I think Craig also has a paper up there on the Trinity as well. Um, you can go to our website, BibleInfoBrokers.com, look under Resources, and look under Articles, and you'll see you'll see uh, the articles dealing with the Trinity, and you can it'll yeah. really break it down uh, about uh, the definition of the Trinity, examples of the Trinity, and explanation of the Trinity, the biblical text uh, to support the Trinity. Right, and just real quickly, now Jehovah's Witnesses believe that see, they believe the Holy Spirit. He's not the third person of the Trinity. They don't believe in the Trinity. They think it's a quote-unquote pagan doctrine, which it's not. They don't even understand paganism, but at any rate, um, they believe that's actually the mind of God. That's the, the mind of God. It's just it's, it's a colloquialism, a figure right. of speech. The Spirit of God is just like the, the Spirit of a man, we might say. And so, once again, the Jehovah's Witnesses are not only confused about who Jesus is, about salvation. These are the eternal issues, the two sides of the one coin of salvation, the person and work of Christ, but they're also incredibly confused about the Holy Spirit. I think it's God's active agent or force, which would be their terminology, but that's not biblical terminology. Kind of like a person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, what you can do also, Patrick, um, uh, 
there's a, uh, a website, IRR.org, that will really give you some good information on Jehovah Witnesses. That's IRR.org. Uh, there's a book, uh, uh, G, uh, Je- Jesus Christ, Jehovah Witnesses, and the Gospel of John, or it's Jehovah Witnesses, Jesus Christ, and the Gospel of John. Uh, that will um, give you some really good information on the Watchtower and the Jehovah Witnesses, what they believe in, the Christian perspective uh, based on what the Jehovah Witnesses believe in. So um, uh, there's some good information there. Hey, Patrick, we really pre- appreciate your phone call, brother. Really appreciate you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Pat. Good night. You know, great, great theme about salvation is so prevalent, so important during this season. The reason of the season being Jesus Christ. You know, we're talking about the, uh, the, the baby Jesus, but the man Jesus is the one that uh, saved our wretched souls. Uh, go ahead, Brian. You know, Daryl, you know, if there's, if there's people listening to our radio show and, uh, you know, Craig just talked about it, you know, he, you know, if eternity is too long to be wrong, and you really, I would say, really should know what you believe and why you believe it. And, uh, you know, if you are in, uh, say, a cult or a non-Christian religion, uh, you know, you test, you know, the Bible says to test all things and uh, test it to the Word of God. And so, uh, you, know, you we know, we're not just saying this, you know, just to blow off smoke or just to, you know, w- waste radio time. You know, your eternity is at stake. And I mean, it is at stake. And, you know, tomorrow's not promised. I mean, I can leave today and just get in a car accident and I'm gone. Okay, that could happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. The tragedies and all the craziness that's going on in the world, the the floods, the uh, the fires, the uh, all this kind of crazy stuff, nothing's guaranteed. And, you know, really think about it. You know, your eternity, that is like, you know, after a million years, that doesn't even come close to eternity. So I, I really encourage those uh, that don't know Christ to really uh, check out the things that we've been talking about, knowing who Jesus Christ is, who is this person, and having that personal relationship with him. Because, like we said, it, it's you know, I, I hate saying it because it sounds like a cute little clause, mm-hmm. but it's so true. Eternity, eternity is too long to be wrong. I'll say it this way. If we had the answer, our brother is going in for surgery, if we, had, if we had the answer for heart disease, if we had the answer for cancer, if we had the answer, the antidote, or whatever you want to call it, the medicine for that, would we hold it back from a society that's around us, our friends, our neighbors, or even our enemies, or would we actually share it? And I'm saying that we do have the answer, and we gave you that answer. It's Christ and him crucified, and the, and the resurrection, is, which is our blessed hope. And for us not to share it, especially when the the, the, the pump is primed during this Christmas season, p- folks would be more receptive to, uh, to hear the Christ message during this time than any other time uh, during the year. So to have the answer, the antidote, and not to share it, folks, uh, to you believers, our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, Wow. How can you do that? How can you do that? Just a thought. One triple eight LA talks is number one triple eight five two eight two five five seven. Uh let's get back to the questions. Let's get back in somewhat of a theme. I like the order that we're going in here. We're gonna to talk to Max from the city of um where is Max calling from? Max, you're calling from Montebello. Nice little golf course out there. I'm sorry, but uh, Max, thanks for calling in. Forget you, Brian. You gotta see Brian's look correct when I say golf course. Uh Max, thanks for calling in. Amen. God bless you, uh, brothers, and God bless you, Professor. 
Um, it's a great joy to uh, hear you guys, and you guys are just a breath of fresh air in the midst of so much confusion. Mm. Um, my question is concerning uh, Eastern Orthodoxy and their view of salvation. Is it compatible with biblical Christianity that's gospel-based? Um, because I know that in the uh, Synod of Jerusalem in 16, I believe it was 1672, denied uh, salvation by faith alone, um, apart from human merits, apart from uh, human works, and it was denied by Eastern Orthodoxy. And uh, But there's so much confusion, uh, because when we speak to Eastern Orthodoxy, Orthodox people, they, and when they're uh, right to the point, their doctrine of salvation is identical to uh, Roman Catholicism. Yet, um, when you talk to an Eastern Orthodox apologist, they deny it. They go, oh no, well, our doctrine is not the same as, uh, as uh, Roman Catholicism. So my question is, is the Eastern Orthodox view of salvation the same as biblical scriptural, evangelical Christians that believe in salvation by faith alone in Jesus Christ, apart from human merit and human works. Yeah, Max, thanks for calling back, by the way, um, on this. Um, a cu- couple things here. Now, you said it actually two different ways, unless I just misheard you. One thing, point I thought you said that their view of salvation is exactly the same, or at least very similar to Roman Catholic, and then I thought you said, well, that it wasn't. I would actually argue that it is very similar, if I'm not almost, not exactly the same, very similar, very, very close to the Roman Catholic view, if not indeed exactly the same. Indeed, ironically, I had actually a great conversation with somebody I know who is the Eastern Orthodox and is an apologist this last week, this last Friday, someone I would consider a friend. Um, but we uh, would definitely disagree on this issue. And, and ironically, Max, uh, it's funny, I don't know if you've been following me around or something, but uh, <laughs> we, we talked about this very, this very issue came up, and here's why, two issues why. Because Hank Hanegraaff, uh, who took over the Christian Research Institute, has converted to Eastern Orthodoxy, and this individual made the point that he, he was trying to explain the Eastern Orthodoxy of salvation, and ironically he was quoting some Protestant material, and then he got to the end when it talked about and just simply mentioned a sola fide, and he had to divert from that because they don't hold that. You are correct, they do not hold the sola fide. Um, and there would be just like or very similar to Roman Catholicism. Second point my friend made, and I think, again, I kind of was a friend, he said, I think he's a very uh, good guy. We have some disagreements here, obviously, and I'll come back to that in a moment. But he mentioned another apologist who we both know, who was literally uh, disagreeing with Roman Catholicism in their view of, and by the way, it's Roman Catholicism, it's not just Catholicism. I'm Catholic, Universal Orthodox, um, it, but it's Roman Catholicism. Um, I always, I peeve with mine, I always do this. Uh, not that you did it, Max, but I just for other people's benefit. Um, it, so this apologist was was uh, was disagreeing with them, and then the question uh, coach came up about Hank Hanegraaff, and he went silent on that issue. And as my friend said, look, he has the same view as the Roman Catholic. So why didn't you continue the dialogue? Why did you give him a pass? Um, so this is a key issue. Uh, I've mentioned that the, the, the materials and the website of William Webster. I think he has some incredibly good stuff. 
uh, christiantruth.com. I believe that's still the website, the URL uh, for his website. Christiantruth.com, a Webster, his specialty is dealing with Roman Catholicism and Eastern Orthodoxy. Uh, now, with Rome, he deals with the issue of the Pope and the ideas of, of, of the Pope uh, from a Roman Catholic perspective, and, but he deals with the issue of salvation, uh, both uh, Eastern Orthodox and Rome, because it would disagree, we, then we would say the Protestant view, which we would argue is the biblical view. And so I would argue uh, to the point now, my third major point here is that that I would argue, in my opinion, with all due respect, there's certainly bright people, certainly the individual I'm talking about is a very bright individual, but I still argue there's a confusion. There is a different use of vocabulary, what we mean by salvation and what they mean. They are really often referring to salvation would include sanctification, the whole process. And we would, as Protestants, want to make that distinction. Yes, they're, if I can use some fancy terminology, ontologically, uh, connected, you can't be sanctified unless you're saved, and you're, if you're saved, you're going to be sanctified. Um, but we would still want to make that distinction, and they would blend the two into one, if you will. And so when they say salvation, they, were, they are often referring to what we would call sanctification, and that has to be brought into the discussion. So part of it is a vocabulary issue, and part of it are some fundamental disagreements, and these are of radical importance, and I'm, I'm so glad that you're bringing it up and talking about it. And I'm going to say this, this is probably going to get me in trouble, but here we go, it won't be the first time. Hank Canagrass of you, he says he's not really changed. That is not true. If you know the Eastern Orthodox view, it is not the Protestant view. It is a change. It's not the same. It's not, quote-unquote, essential Christianity that he's always believed. There is a radical, fundamental difference there. We can talk about that. We can debate that. We can dialogue that, about that. But let's be clear. They are not the same. And only someone who's being incredibly simplistic and and um, superficial could possibly say that. I don't know how else to say this. I'm going to be blunt here. Uh, they are they are different, and I just have little patience for people who gloss things over. It's one thing to say to somebody, you know, I disagree with you. I civilly, respectfully disagree with you. It's another thing. Uh, just a quick analogy is like talking. Someone say, well, you know, Buddhists and Christians, we believe the same thing. Look, I've got a stack of books here by Buddhist scholars say we don't believe the same thing, and don't say that, and don't call me an anonymous Christian. I don't believe what Christians believe, and so all I'm asking for is Mortimer Adler's a great philosopher who came a Christian said, let's have truth in religion, like yes. truth in advertising, yes. truth in religion. Let's put our cards, if you will, proverbial cards on the table, and say, this is what we believe. Let's be clear, let's be straight, concise, and then let's say, we disagree. Now we can have a dialogue, but we can't have a dialogue when we're like, well, we all believe the same thing. Well, then there's nothing to talk about, and that's, that is not the case. And so, Hanegraaff, for whatever reason, is, is glossing this over, and it needs to be said clearly and explicitly the differences that are to be had here. Max, Other than that, I don't have an opinion. No, yeah, I'm about to say. <laughs> Why don't you say what you yeah. really mean? <laughs> Max, uh, I hope yes. that's helpful. Yeah, yes, Professor, uh, because, uh, well, when uh, uh, during the Protestant uh, Reformation, uh, lots of people were willing to give their lives over this cardinal yes. truth yes. of the gospel of the the power of the gospel and uh so it's not a trifle uh issue no and it, and you have not only you know luther and his incredible intellect and and of course and and 
and uh, Melanchthon, but you had, of course, John Calvin, and then Zwingli, Knox, and, and so on and so forth. And, 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 yeah, this was the issue. How was one saved? How was one made right with God? Or what is that? What is that? What is that? This was not a, a trifling issue, as you said. This was the issue, the quintessential issue. And, and these some literally did give their lives, and then you were willing to give their lives for these issues. And these guys weren't a bunch of nitwits who simply just misunderstood each other. These were some of the brightest people who've ever lived, who spent their life and their passion on these issues. And so one can disagree with the Reformation, which, of course, we just celebrated the 500th, yes. will, official anniversary. Uh, but don't ever say that these guys just didn't get, you know, didn't understand it or it wasn't important to them. Luther and D.D. would say this is justification is the doctrine of the Church, on which it stands or falls. And, uh, and, and, and then, of course, in what's called the Counter-Reformation, you know, and the Council of Trent, and I would argue included in that, I mean, these issues were spelled out pretty clearly. But, but, the, but the problem is, and I think, by the way, it would be probably a sin not to mention the passing, of course, of R.C. Sproul yes. uh, this week, this homegoing, mm. uh, a great loss, I would argue, to the Church. I really appreciated his work in ministry. Um, but but you know these are these are these are bedrock. These are foundational. These are essential issues. And to mess these up and to be unclear, and to to say well they're not that important or to gloss them, uh, man, that's a that's an egregious sin. Max, uh, there's a great book I love to read. Uh, and I used to read one a day. It's almost like taking vitamins. Is the Fox's Book of Martyrs. When you read one of those stories of uh, the people that uh, you're talking about and what we go through now as Christians, man, not even to be compared. But just because a person dies for what they believe doesn't mean that they're right about what they believe. But it does mean that they were convinced uh, to the point that they would give their life. But I appreciate Amen. your phone call, Max. Thank you much, brother. Thank you so much, brother. You're so welcome. Pleasure. One triple eight LA talks. One triple eight five two eight two five five seven. Oh wow, we only have about eleven minutes left, Brian and PCH. So let's um let's you know let's take this quick uh, caller called in earlier. as one of the first callers. And I want to honor her question. And Dan, hang on in there. And Jr., you up in that order. Um, let me go right here to Chris Christie's question. Christie called in earlier, gentlemen from Pasadena, and asked a question about: Do we know anything about the Pope in essence tweaking the Lord's Prayer? Oh, do I know if he's going to do it? No, that 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 is there. That she wants to know that um, there's some talk about him. I'm, I'm using right. the word tweak of tweaking the Lord's prayer. Right. So, uh, quickly, it's, specifically, it's the, the phrase "lead us not to temptation." Right. Right. And he's saying that that's not really a good translation. And in other words, based upon James, and here, I mean, I understand the dialogue. Based upon James, James one thirteen, the NIV, for example, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, right. nor does he tempt anyone, but he's just tempted when he is uh, by his own evil desires, dot, 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 dot. And so, so God neither can be tempted, nor does he tempt anyone, but he does allow people to be tested. Same Greek word, just different concept of mm -hmm. what's going on. And so they're saying, look, we really need to leave this, don't let us fall into temptation, because it's not God leading to me because of this passage. Um, um, therefore, we should really translate this as, don't let me fall into temptation. And so actually, I appreciate what uh, the Roman Catholic Pope is trying to do. Actually, I, I don't agree with it, but I understand it, right, right. and I, it makes sense, this debate. But I would argue the word, for example, apostasy or pipto is not used there. It's not the word for fall or any of the words for fall that are used. It is the word, and this idea of leading or bring, literally. Um, but you have to understand the Hebraic and even the mindset here would be this, is that if God does not protect us, we will be led into temptation. And so God is 
considered the cause or source of everything. Not that he does everything, uh, but that it has to go through his divine will. Um, and so that's the sense. In fact, let me quote the great Greek scholar A.T. Robertson from his work, Pictures of the New Testament, uh, arguably one of, if not the greatest Greek scholars that ever lived. He says, and I quote, even commenting on this passage, and this was uh, how many years ago, he says, he, he likens it to the to the Lord's, if you will. Uh, by the way, the Lord's Prayer is really John 17, but anyways, uh, what's often called the Lord's Prayer, a la Matthew 6 and elsewhere. Mm-hmm. He likens it to Jesus uh, telling G- Peter, James, and John in the Garden of Gethsemane, quote, Jesus said to Peter, James, and John, pray that ye enter not into temptation, Luke 22:40. That is the idea here. In other words, H.G. Robinson is saying of John, excuse me, of Matthew 6, 13, uh, 11, last 12, 13. Uh, that is the idea here. Here we have a permissive imperative, as grammarians term it. The idea is then, quote, quote, do not allow us to be led into temptation. The, and, and, end quote. And that is so phenomenal. So I appreciate actually what the Roman Catholic Pope is saying, uh, but I would argue it can be left the way it is, but you have to understand, yeah, God doesn't bring or lead you into temptation in the sense of he directly causes it, but if he takes his hand off of you, yes. you will be led into temptation because of the evil in the world and your own fallen nature. And so it just reminds me, as soon as you said that, um, it's like the Lord, uh, um, what Satan said to God in the book of Job, if you you got this hedge about him, if you take it off him, just let me get at him uh, uh, type of situation. That's the first thing that That's came to my point, mind. Darryl, yeah. Exactly. It wasn't that God was going to tempt him. But exactly. God, and the, the, the idea is we are so stubbornly <laughs> bent towards sin that if God doesn't constantly restrain us, we will go off the rails. Exactly. We will wander. Another word is used for often apostatized. We will wander from the truth. That is our nature, and God must restrain us. And so it's not that he's leading us, right. but he's put that hedge about us. And that, I would argue, is a great way to say it here, Daryl, and what's going on in Matthew 6. And I, and I, look, at, I look at Adam who was Adam and Eve, they were perfect. They they did not have a sin nature. And look what they did. They did yeah. so, so, so many different examples. There's, there's, there's just a need to correctly explain. Mm-hmm. Can't you, I'm not going to put the because it's not the words used in the Greek text. Yeah, so you appreciate the Pope, and well, we should when people are trying to get the literature. Again, we're dealing with literature, and we want to get it, like Brian even said earlier, contextually correct on anything we're reading, especially books of antiquity, mm-hmm. to get what the meaning is at the time, you know, all the other st- stuff we deal with. Yep. Brian, listen, we have to deal with the people uh, from the standpoint we only got about 10 minutes left in the broadcast. You got to let the people know that during this Christmas time, we really need to hear from them financially. Let's do that real quick. Uh, get with our brother Dan and JR if we have time. Brian, let the people know how they can give and if they would be so kind as to give to us financially. Yeah, we do need to definitely hear from you financially. Uh, continue to pray for us uh, by all means, but uh, we want to continue to answer your Bible questions week in and week out. And in order to do that, we have to hear from you financially. Uh, so we can pay our bills, not our salaries, because we don't have salaries, but to pay our bills. <laughs> give me a raise, give me a raise. Uh, and and uh, one way, can, the, the easiest way to do it is just go right online. Go to BibleInfoBrokers.com, BibleInfoBrokers.com. And then uh, from there, there's a link that says Support and Donate. Click it on, and it'll uh, it'll just take about one minute to get it done. And we get the finances right away, and it just is just a very easy process. Uh, or you can you can mail us. You can mail us your check, money or the cash is check. Uh, make it out to uh, bib-lbtw. 
uh, and you can mail it to P.O. Box 90477, 90-4-7-7, Los Angeles, California, 9009. One more time, P.O. Box 90477, Los Angeles, California, 90009. Thank you. Do not take away from the church that you're being fed at locally, but uh, please, uh, anything extra, we'd ask that you prayerfully consider, like Brian said, to give into this ministry uh, to the ongoing work that we're doing. Let's go back to the calls, gentlemen. We only got about six minutes left. Let's talk to our good friend Dan, who's been holding on from South Bay. Brother Dan, how you doing, sir? Using up all my time. Hey, oh, ain't that something? Someone in claim time. Boy, name and claim it, my I, brother. I, name and claim it. Dan, if you want all the time in the world, call at 10 o'clock. <laughs> he almost hey, did. He almost I heard did. You guys talking about me in the first hour at the beginning of the show, uh, and I wanted to call in, but because of life situation, I couldn't sure, get in there. Sure. That gotcha. And then when I tried to get in, something was going on with the phones. I called four or five times before I could get an answer. Well, let's not ESPN and waste your time talking about all the, uh, the things. Let's get it into your questions so we can honor that. Yeah, well, uh, you were talking in the beginning, Daryl, about time. And uh, our life is something that is God's gift to us. And what we do with it is our gift back to him. And we're supposed to be stewards of the time that he's given us. So that had to do with it in context with what you are talking about earlier. Um I got so many questions, so little time. So I'm going to get right down to the to the one on Hebrews uh, Hebrews chapter three, verse uh, seven, and to get it in context because uh, it's three, it's seven and fifteen. Wherefore is the Holy Ghost? Because it's King James, the Holy Spirit saith today, if ye will hear His voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said they do always err in their heart, and they have not known my way. So I swear in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest ye there be any in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it is called today. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Uh, for we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the, the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. While it, while it is said today, if you he, will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. So is that talking to, it sounds like it's not talking to the uh, non-believer, but to the believer. PCs, I need you to give you. And what do you want to say about it? PCs, I give you three minutes to deal with that. And so we, Brian and I are going to be quiet on this. PCH, uh, please uh, take over. You got about three minutes. Yeah, and I apologize again, Dan. Good evening, brother. Always good to hear from you. The Lord's blessings and have an awesome Christmas. Yes. Uh, good to talk to you next week. Um, yeah, I would argue it's both. It, I think it's, I would argue it does apply to believers. God does tell us not to harden our hearts. Mm-hmm. There's two issues there's always the issue of sanctification and salvation. In sanctification, we can harden our hearts and have God discipline us uh, as believers. And, of course, as unbelievers, they, 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 they would not respond to the gospel at all, of course, without the work of the Spirit of God. So I, I actually see that as both and, and I, I want to say, of course, not that our salvation is because of our works, but there is the issue, once again, of our sanctification. We really need to do some more teaching on that, on those two related concepts, and we often confuse those categories, I would, I would argue, and then we impute properties to one that don't belong to it, that go to the other, and vice versa. So I would say both and, Dan. Dan, did you hear? 
Yeah. Me, can I, can I throw say, some, go ahead, Dan. It, it does say, uh, while it is called the day, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin, uh, for we are made protected. He's talking about we, the body of Christ. Um, yeah, and he's, and he's comparing it to the to the Jews, the elect that saw his mighty works, and yet still were in unbelief. Um, right. So, I, so I'm agreeing with you that it is to us, and it's always going to be to the non-believer. Yeah. Um, Others would just say, I'd, well, you know, not all Israel's Israel. You know, it's it's only those who actually were the elect, in quotes. The elect were only certain ones, Romans 8, 228, 9, 6, so on and so forth. But, yeah, I, I still say it's both. And I know I'm talking really fast, but yeah, I know we're yeah. about out of time. Yes, and I'd, I'd like to suggest that as you close, you, you we pray for Daryl. Uh, Absolutely. Most definitely. Yes. Hey, okay. Yes. Hey, Dan, we appreciate Thanks. your call, brother. Merry Christmas, brother. Merry Christmas. All right. Merry Christmas. Are you going to be on next week? Well, no, we will be, but I may not be here. And, and yeah, Professor we'll be here. Uh, All right. Me and uh, Professor and I will be on. Yeah. All, right, All right, Dan. Thank you much, so brother. Love you. Bye. Love you, too. Thank hey, you. PCH, real quick. When you, when you do talk about that sanctification and salvation, man, I, I, I just, I mean, we don't have that much time to deal with it now. But in light of the, the gentleman that, was, um, that, that died on the cross with Christ, I, I'm always curious about his sanctification and his salvation almost in a simultaneous moment because he was dying right there, but yet he got saved, and how was he sanctified? We don't have to deal with it now, but just something to think about uh, that I always yeah. thought about. Um, listen, uh, Brian, 30 seconds, please. Oh, boy. Come here. I'm going to test fast. Hold, uh, hold fast, test. Oh, my goodness. You just no, see, you I don't you have to throw You're getting it back for you to test in my all face. things, hold fast to that which is true. <laughs> hey, Craig. I, I, was, I, was, I was looking up something, Craig, and, yeah. and my head was down, and Daryl goes, 30 seconds, yeah. Brian. See, hey, hey, Craig, I got him back because he was just trying to uh, throw me off this morning. I mean, this uh, earlier in the broadcast by staring at me when I was talking. You know, when somebody looked at you right in the face, I looked right back at him and it was doing my job. Test all things, hold <laughs> fast to that which shot. is true. You're taking professor's time. PCA's now, you only got uh, 25 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, quickly, shout out to JR. JR, sorry we didn't get your call in. Appreciate you, my friend. Oh, yeah, he wanted to talk about Calvinism and Arminianism. Brother, Family, you better call yeah. back about that later. <laughs> was predestined for us not to deal with exactly. that. Exactly. I knew that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's number one. Number two is not out of not to get salvation or keep it, but out of love and gratitude for those who have salvation. I want to encourage you to be like the ancient St. Nicholas, who was a real person around the council, time of the Council of Nicaea, 325 lived, who was known for his love for Christ and therefore his love to people, particularly those who were impoverished, and children in particular. And give gifts to people, show kindness and love. We should do it all, you know, Amen. like the resurrection. We should celebrate it every day. Amen. Do it all year round, but, but especially this time. And just quickly, Daryl, and don't forget to give, as, as Vivian had said earlier, the right. gift, which is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, sharing it graciously, generously with those who do not know Christ as their Lord. And Mama Grace and Big Daddy's baby boy, Easy D says, pray for my namesake, Daryl. God bless you until we see you next week, Lord willing.